learning about movies. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Spoiler alert. Tetsuo destroys most of Neo Tokyo and creates a new universe. Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast with a specific phobia of clown punks. Not just clowns, clown punks. They are very scary. Uh, we'll get into it in a bit. Uh, motorcycles, body horror, and old children. This episode, we scream at each other about the 1988 anime classic Akira. Get it? Because they scream a lot in the movie. It's an anime. They do that. Get anime. it? Do you, I'm your host, you get it? Tyler Young. Uh, today, we're doing kind of a mini-sode. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit, too. Uh, who who's who's here? Everybody? It's everybody. Got the whole gang what? here. You got me. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I'm Devin Ellis. You got this other guy. Say say your name. <laughs> I'm Matt Canada. I think was the name I used last time. It's Canada. No, Canada. No, it's Canada. Canada. I Canada. Think it's Canada. I cannot hear your negativity. Can 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 Canada. It's Matt's can- coming Kanata. in hot today, everybody. I he had donuts Canada for breakfast. <laughs> oh, wait, who's that? Who's that speaking? Who's that? Who the? It's me. I'm Jackie. I'm Matt's wife. Last name withheld. <laughs> See, I stole his joke. <laughs> Just like I steal all of his stuff. Uh, I mean, Isn't you guys... that how marriage works? Yeah. It, it was in the contract that Matthew <laughs> signed at our wedding. Isn't but marriage... three pigs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> three pigs no cow my family is upper well upper middle middle class upper middle (laughs) upper i've once heard that marriage is a lot like um this uh union of two people where they just slowly merge like flesh and metal into a giant singular blob and one entity with one shared mind is that true that That is called love making tyler (laughs) (laughs) oh my Am I describing the beast with two backs? Uh, yeah. The melding of the metal and the flesh is a big part of it. Oh. Metal hey, speaking of which, this erection. episode, we're talking about Akira, right? Um, Jackie, <laughs> do you want to explain what's happening in this episode? <laughs> Someone yeah. should speak to what happened here. I fucked it, in short. <laughs> <laughs> I had a stupid lav mic, and everyone will note, now that we're putting this on video, I have a real mic, just like my friends. Now I get to sit with them at lunch, figuratively speaking. Um, but I had a really shitty lav mic from, um, God, I can't remember the the company's name, but buyer beware, because that shit was whack. And then I was doing it not on my sponsored. phone. because I, Not <laughs> sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> I was recording it on my phone because I travel a lot, and I want to be able to still do the podcast every week. But... um. It didn't record or it didn't save. Um, I had the Audacity app. Also, again, don't download that shit. Um, it was just, it was a, a logistical nightmare and I've learned my lesson. I'm sorry. I think we're all using Audacity, right? Fuck Audacity. Not sponsored. <laughs> the Audacity. <laughs> the Audacity. The caucasity. But just to sort of put a point on that, you lost all of your audio. I fucked it. And. So we have three of us talking about Akira for like, it was a long episode, I remember. It was like an hour or something. It was a good one. Yeah. We spent, we spent a good hour or so just just gushing about how all of us equally loved yep. this movie so, <laughs> so much. Right, Jackie? Yeah. And all cartoons and animation in general. Yeah. You know, really popular. I love so what we're saying is this is not the greatest podcast episode of all time. This, this is, is just a tribute. tribute. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is just a tribute. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Don't call we it. We can't that. remember the greatest episode that we've recorded, but this yeah. is pretty close. The other lost episode, Battleship Potato, was probably the best one we've ever done. Mm. That was a good episode. So, yeah. so this, yeah, this is to prevent another lost episode in a weird gap. We're basically just trying to redo really quickly. Just our thoughts on Akira, get it out there, trying to re- like edit it real fast in a day or two and, and push it out the door. So it's going to be a short one. So know? if this is your first episode listening to us, pick a different one. <laughs> go, yeah. go away. Go to the Come Citizen back. Kane one or the 2001 Space Odyssey. Those were good eps. Those were really Those good, were good eps. With all I really like the police story one. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Okay. So uh, we watched this, what, a month ago? And recorded this a month ago, something like that. That feels, sounds about right. Feels right. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys, you know, obviously our opinions have probably settled a little bit and it's not super fresh in our minds anymore. But like, what do you guys remember about your reactions to Akira? I remember having a lot of really intelligent observations about this movie none of which i really come to mind at the moment yeah you're really eloquent that episode i know i know so just bear that in mind i do i'll tell you i remember the thing i was most proud of saying because i i believe this is the episode releasing (laughs) right after silence of the lambs i'm having an old friend for dinner yeah and when we were doing silence of the lambs my memory is that i said that uh, the execution was perfect, but that um, that it didn't like have anything like cosmic to say, if that makes sense, mm. or, or or you know like the the art wasn't there. It was entertainment, not art. And I remember saying about Akira that it felt like the inverse of that, mm. which is like I can nitpick some of the executions, but I uh, you know I think from an artistic and like sort of philosophical standpoint it's great what is happening with you two <laughs> Devin's desperately trying to get d on camera but she is fighting the shit out of him <laughs> she's clawing up his pants as he's like get in the camera and she's like fuck you no <laughs> it's not in my contract d is Devin's girlfriend so that should explain everything right Ooh. he's trying to drag his girlfriend onto camera and she's physically scratching at his pants yeah she's you know, she had a hard start. <laughs> I am Pepe Le Pew, your lover. Um, no, yeah, I think you're right, Matt. And I think that's why I might like Silence of the Lambs more than this, even though I really liked Akira, is because I have a harder time following something that's just p- mostly art and like symbolism and like a theme and less of like a narrative start from A, go to B, go to C kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I know. Th- I think that's the opposite of how you feel, right? Like that's more of your jam when it's like a big, important, like message being taught. You know, unless of like this happens, this happens, and this happens. You know, I I like I like both. Jackie and I are watching uh, the next movie that in the real world, you know, we're going to do an episode on, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I don't want to reveal it. Title uh, withheld. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. I think that movie is 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 very much, you know, just entertainment. Um, and that's fun. Like, I'm having a good time watching those. I yes. mean, I'm going to save it for the pod, but I'm going to disagree uh, with you right now. So you're already giving away spoilies. You said those. Watching oh, those. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll uh, leave that as a tasty little... No, no. A little morsel. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hint. A little it's Harry Potter. Potter. We're watching Harry Potter. 
Oh fuck! Why? Why? I am an agent of chaos. I rem- I remember watching Akira. Um, like I had some issues with some of the pacing, some of the characterization. Like I remember particularly, I singled out that Canada and um, what's the psychic guy's name? I already forget. Tetsuo. 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 Tetsuo in and Canada's relationship deteriorates like really fast yeah um well i think the relationship was kind of shitty in the first place yeah i thought they made a point to illustrate that they were kind of on the rocks in a way or they had an interesting dynamic that at least tetsuo wasn't happy with from the beginning he was better when the movie started. tetsuo was looking from the start to have some sort of power right yeah he he was great at that i definitely agree with that that he was he filled like the little brother role but it still felt like they were brothers to me, and for like yeah. for for Canada to just start shooting at Tetsuo, uh, like when he breaks into the plant and Tetsuo is like rude to him once, and then Canada's like "fuck you" and he starts like shooting. I think I think for me anyway, that kind of shows they're they were punks, right? They were just like motor a motorcycle gang going around committing very crimes. Like they're they're not angst, the best people, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they don't treat each other very well. Ultimately, it's like down to personal preference. For me, that feels a little rushed. It feels like that is not given time to breathe. But also, they're condensing like this, you know, run of manga into you know a single film. And they so you're right, actually. Like they condensed a huge story into into this movie. And I think you're right. Like the pacing kind of falls apart near the end, or like maybe two thirds into it. Well, that also this was written in the middle of the series. I mean, the, right. the, the, uh, the movie was made in the middle of the series. So yeah. we had some material, then some that overlapped, and then they continued the manga after this movie was, was made. They call that a Game of Thrones situation. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, that would imply that Game of Thrones is ever actually going to get finished. That's true. We, <laughs> it's, it's a race against mortality to get that, <laughs> for, for George R. R. Martin to get that out. I'm actually, if I can sort of throw to you, hun, I'm I'm most interested in your and getting your input again because you were, I think the three of us were generally very favorable on this film, and you were the standout, very negative opinion. If I can speak for you, wait, Jackie, you didn't like this movie, <gasps> is what you're saying? I did not like it, and is I, that why oh. you got rid of our our footage for it? <gasps> no, th- this was not sabotage because why would I want to record it twice? <laughs> Jacques um, sandwiches. <laughs> Jackie Q's. Oh my God! Uh, oh, it's right there. <laughs> get out of here! With that. Um, no, I, I think, and and we, I actually sort of changed my opinion somewhat. I, my my issue with cartoons for adults, and I should not call anime that because I did do a little bit of googling on sort of anime and and how this film really changed how the Western world consumes animated material that comes out of japan and i i do think that what you know i had thought to myself when watching this specifically towards the end after he you know uses tech to become like this powerful inorganic figure um i you know that would never be possible to show with real people and if it were um it would be horribly expensive and not super productive and you know i mean the profit it would ruin all your profit margins in terms of making a film and it still wouldn't be as spectacular and I do appreciate that with animation, you can create something that's so, that is just larger than life. And I've been thinking about it and in live theater. That's where, you know, everyone's going towards projections. We're not building sets anymore, right? Because you can just do so much more in, in a cost-effective way with um, a really savvy projectionist. 
and you still need elements of theater, right? You still need, you know, it is live theater with real people. But I, I do think that one of the, I wish I had gone into Akira having that mindset because I think I mm. would have enjoyed it more. Just seeing this, the potential of what you can, of the stories you can tell and on the scale. It's just so much, anime enhances it. And, and I didn't see it that way um, at first. So I hope we watch another animated film. I mean, I, I maybe in a couple of months, but I do hope I get another shot at it now that I have a, a different mindset. So this was, Not this now, was I watched and learned. And well, really, yeah. I watched and then bitched and then talked to you all and then learned. <laughs> so I'm ready to watch again. You skipped the step where you watched and bitched and then lost the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote learned. lost. Yeah. It was destroyed. You destroyed it. Admit it. Look, <laughs> I am the one person on this call who has nothing to do with tech, right? So I, I did. I'm not a huge lost. techie person either. And let us not forget, this is the second Matthew episode that we have fucked. One of us mm. is fucked. Well, Matthew, mm. you fucked the battleship potato. Yeah, why can't we just each be separately responsible for having fucked <laughs> you're one both episode? Responsible for <laughs> why are both you combining instances? us? Because you're married, Matt. Picks. Yeah, out of yeah. the four of us, half of us has, has fucked an episode. You know? <laughs> just say, I, I agree with that uh, assessment, though, Jackie. Um, yeah, yeah, because uh, I think I mentioned this the first time we recorded this, but you know, I think there's certain things that can only be told through animation effectively, and I think that's in part explains why at live action adaptations of previously animated shows or movies fail like most of the time oh yeah like Um, famously it's a really like same thing with video games trying to make a video game movie or something it's just so hard and it's because it just it doesn't some things just don't work in in that medium you know i think what you have to do is like make a new version of the thing that works for that medium right right like to take like um the shining right like the movie is very different from the book uh in like tone and style and the and like story wise it, it's very different a lot of people say better than the book just because it's it's a different thing you know stanley kubrick's right. like look i'm a filmmaker i'm gonna make a film just using the story you know like right i think maybe maybe the anime of akira kind of failed in a way where it didn't translate the manga quite the way it, it could have mm-hmm. you know we're talking about how it was like very condensed and very rushed near the end maybe it should have been some kind of series a mini series or something given the length yeah but imagine but trying right. to do this as live action right i don't think you could i mean you could you yeah. could make it but i it, think it would be different like it would a totally different type of like one of two things story. happens like first of all in order to get some of the effects you would have to resort to cg which is effectively right. animation <laughs> on some level right. anyways right but it just wouldn't be right. as effective i don't know i mean you could do some weird shit did you ever see the blob from the 1980s you know uh, there, there's I some like not. weird effects you can do or like the the thing like uh i don't know you can do some pretty cool practical effects just just like do some visual trickery to make it seem humongous, you know? Sure. I'm not saying they couldn't. I'm saying they probably would rely on CG. Oh, yeah. If someone were to make it. I will say this, right? So just a month or two ago, like that Cowboy Bebop adaptation oh, came out on Netflix. And and the effects and the production value were not the issue with that show, I don't think. Spike Spiegel! Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they uh... they effectively translated it I mean, there were a lot of issues with that show, but I guess what I'm saying is like, I I hear what Devin's saying, right? Which is that like, you can do it, right? Like you can translate it using CG. I don't know. There's something about like drawn animation, especially like when they were still doing hand-drawn animation that makes it like 
feel more organic, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it other than that. Mm. Yeah, well, it's it's characterizing something from real life, right? And distilling it down to some, you know, aesthetic or emotion in a drawing that's supposed yeah. to, to capture that. And then you're trying to retranslate that back to real life in its character characterized form. And I just don't know that that, you know, it's, it's like putting something through Google Translate a couple, couple too many times. Right. There's also something to be said for like, like Akira is not, this style is not going for like photorealistic, right? Mm-hmm. It is stylized in a way that you could not make live action necessarily. Right. Well, they tried that in that Battle Angel movie where they made the main character like have a CG face. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> the Alita Battle Angel. They yeah. tried the stylized I- character, but it's live action and it's weird looking. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if it's good or not, but. Oh, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that Robert Rodriguez? He did that? Probably. That seems like one of his. Uh, he's a hack. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Robert Rodriguez is a hack. <laughs> he's going to come fight you. Yeah, fight me. I guess my question here, so this comes from manga, right? This mm-hmm. story. So what was the impetus to make it into a film? Like, why... Was it for commercial gain? Was it to connect with new audiences in the West? I mean, sort of, do you, do we know anything about why it was made into a film? Well, the question, the director wrote, I think is the writer of oh, the manga. I believe so. So I think he just wanted to adapt his own work into, into a movie. Um, we well, so check that, but this was, yeah. So yeah, it was directed by the, the creator of the manga. So right. you're right. So I don't know how much of it was a passion project and how much, cause it was a huge, it, it was like the biggest funded anime ever at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what? Six major corporations, seven oh, wow. giant media realize. companies got together to, to fund this thing. So like on some level, yeah, because it was the same guy that created it, you know, made the anime, but also I think people were just chomping champing at the bit to get it chomping champing i don't know champing champing at the bit chomping so i think Although, some of it was kind of a chomping commercialized kind of chomping clomping clomping yeah there are a lot of companies clomping at the bit to get this pushed out the door i think and i think that's fairly common too is to have mangas translated into uh, typically not movies usually shows that last forever that last forever because yeah. that that is what i would expect from a manga which i assume is in, like a comic book in that it is sort of serialized storytelling over a long period of time mm-hmm. um and you're kind of waiting for the next app but like she- people wait for the next syndication app um oh. but you know in adapting I'm, I'm reading this interesting book at the moment called appropriate a provocation by paisley rectal who is a literature professor somewhere in the united states and it, it looks at the difference between adaptation of, of uh, source material and appropriation. So adaptation would be sort of, you know, refashioning certain aspects of an existing work and appropriation is, which is not relevant here. It was sort of writing about the lives of, of others who do in, in which the author doesn't share that group identity. That's not part of this, but sort of adapting. If you think of adaptation as sort of refashioning parts of a work i guess you have to if you're going to put it into another medium that has different strengths and limitations and different kinds of potential i guess what was the reason for doing that to show battle in real time to enhance the effect of sort of the sci-fi 
dystopian message of the work i mean i guess why probably because why not like the thing doesn't need to exist in the first place it's just a piece of fun material and about a bunch of people liked it right and just went let's make this a movie like it feels like a very natural and like a good reason to do that is like we could make a lot of money off i think that's totally reasonable that makes a lot of sense but i you know i think it was so well done that it couldn't have just been like let's make some cash right it it yeah it had to have been more than that and maybe i'm giving things too much credit to be fair i don't think the akira manga is I, I think it's a little outside of most mangas as you would think of them as being like kind of a serialized story, you know, oh, really? a little episodic in a way. I, th- I think Akira is a little bit more existential and dramatic. Like I know that he has pages um, where he'll have like five pages in a row that nothing is happening. It's just, it's just like empty scenes to express like, you know, a desolate, desolate place or something like that, which is mm. time pretty, passing. Yeah, time passing, th- things like that, which is pretty unique, I would say, compared to how most mangas and animes are. At least in the just, 80s, like I'm sure. At least in the 80s. Because yeah. I've seen that a bunch just in Marvel comics and DC stuff where yeah. just be like a bunch of panels of the same thing happening to show like someone really thinking or going through something or, you know. Mm-hmm. But I bet like, at, you know, I'm guessing in the 80s that wasn't, big yet as a style choice mm. let's get to ratings let's uh let's do you... it i i i can't remember exactly what i gave it i just went back and listened just to my score section so oh, i did would... you that's so cheating though my heart wants to give it an eight though just for, just for now like uh how i feel about it a month out removed from my second viewing in 20 years or so you know I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, just like Matt, like I think it has pacing issues. I think it kind of gets like lost, uh, loses its way a little bit near the end, and like it, it kind of gets rushed, and then tries to tell too much near the end, and try to like oh, and then like, to bring its big theme in. But I think it works. I think it all works. The animation alone, just just the craftsmanship mm-hmm. of the movie, is is worth seeing it. Yeah, you know the the soundtrack's incredible. The voice acting is really well done the the way that the characters move and like electricity flows and smoke billows and it's all hand done it's all incredibly impressive the amount of frames per second they they did was unprecedented at the time and it really shows for that alone it's it's a take it and then i think on top of that the the cyberpunk theme is really fun it's really cool it's really like Mm. it's it's eye candy it's eye popping um the characters are not the they're they're fun to watch but they're kind of all kind of shitty to each other and it's all like kind of a downer story you know overall Mm. but uh definitely yeah i love it it's it's a you know talks a lot about um nuclear energy and 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 um nuclear war and the dangers of it and so yeah so it's it's got a powerful message in a cool fun rapper that's that's interesting to watch eight eight out of ten eight out of ten yeah i agree with most of what you said as well you know, I I, re- I really like that the movie is bookend bookended by, you know, this massive moment of destruction in humanity and how it's kind of this inevitable cycle that we will lead to our own own destruction in in you know over and over again. Um, I feel I've I've seen this a couple of times and every time I watch it, I feel like I get more out of it and I'll probably see it again in the future. So um, I'm also gonna give it an eight. It's a oh. great movie. Eight so, twins. Uh, you should definitely, definitely watch it. 
were the eight Pax twins. Um, Matt, you didn't. Uh, how do you not love that? Come on, man, that's your thing. The eight Pax twins. It's no, it's good. So the the episode before this, I gave um, Silence of the Lands Lambs an eight point five. And then when we rated this last time, I gave this one an 8.5. And oh. I said it was for uh, the exact opposite reasons, which is I love the scale and thought and uh, philosophy in this movie. Uh, I think it's really reaching to say something. But I have some nitpicks with the execution. I mean, it is genre-defining. It is mm-hmm. There's some really groundbreaking animation stuff going on. Everything Tyler just said, right? Like the soundtrack's great. Oh, the soundtrack's um, so good. So yeah, eight point five is what I gave it. Same as Silence of the Lambs. I can't believe that's the same. I see your reasoning there, but that blows my mind. Um, Because I gave Silence of the Lambs, I think I gave it a 10 because I loved it. I think you did. Um, I'm going to give this a 5, but I only really actively watched half. Um, So I'm going to give it a 2.5. Sorry for dragging down the average. (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. I think, is this the exact same bit you did when we recorded the first time? It was. I don't know why you got to do me dirty like that, babe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. No, I, I I look forward to another anime experience, but it's never something that I would seek out, but I'm glad I watched it. I think it filled a gap in my knowledge of film, which, I mean, there are so many gaps in my knowledge of film that that is a pretty low bar to clear. But yeah, I, I think it was... That's the show. That's the show. This show is that you're supposed to learn, right? Watch and learn. Yeah, and I right. learn stuff and this is... But this is just not something that I... It's not, you know, a part of my aesthetic, but I, I did get some value from it. I feel like I, I tend to say that a lot, too, or there's a lot of movies generally that Matt picks where I'm like, I didn't have fun, but I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> I Now I can this. hate it with reasoning. Exactly. <laughs> An informative hate, you know. I thought about Like it. Breathless. I can go like, yeah, that movie Breathless, garbage. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you why. why. <laughs> Who's pick? Devin, uh, uh, what key, did you key, pick uh, in the past yeah, for her uh, next movie? I put it in the chat for you. What did I pick? Hold on, hold on, guys. I got it. It was Jaws. I, <laughs> I was gonna start dropping. Spoiler so alert! I it was want Jaws. To pick Jaws for the next movie. <gasps> oh my Jaws. god! Jaws. I know. I haven't seen it. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> I wonder what you'll think about you it. You gotta, you gotta say, have, you've never seen Jaws. I can't believe you've, you've never, never seen, seen Jaws. Jaws. I know, guys. Can you believe it? That's crazy. It's a very I literally movie. cannot believe it because I, I recorded a podcast with you talking <laughs> about it. You can't not believe it. Wow, Jaws. Okay, so get ready, folks. Shark time. <laughs> sharks. 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 Learning about movies. Learning about movies.
Wait, did you know? Did you know? Oh. <laughs> um, can we did stop you know? our Akira recording? Did you yeah. know? Did you know? <laughs>